This is Task Force N Radio, and I'm its host, John Crotech, advocate for humankind, education, and commerce. We are on a mission to create human healing on a massive global scale and to tell the stories of people who have dedicated their lives to making our planet a better place to live. Our guest for this inaugural episode of Task Force N Radio is Henry Quickbear Sr. Henry is a full-blood Lakota and currently conducts cultural research at the Lakota Language Preservation Office in St. Francis, South Dakota. Needless to say, Henry is a fluent Lakota speaker, as well as a reader and writer of the language. He is now on a serious mission to help his people find their way spiritually. Henry understands the value of prayer, ceremony, and the seven sacred rites of his people. He is wholeheartedly committed to educating his people and others about Lakota traditions. I found out about Henry while perusing through LinkedIn. Henry had written an article in Lakota, which aroused my curiosity, so I reached out to him to get its translation. Before we begin our conversation with Henry, I've asked him to read his piece to start the conversation, and then at the end of our discussion, he's going to give us its English translation. And I got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, it's pretty powerful. Welcome, Henry. Hello. Hello there. How am I talking to you? Okay, I'm going to go to the next one. 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 Wahanjaki echalana uspeki, washag yaha hokatekia yaha manik de law. Mitakia, lahota palo, le yawa nish le nahunki wopakanka chicha palo. Aho. Wow. Thank you, Henry, for reading that. You know, and you got it, you got to hang with us today to hear the translation. And I'm not just smoking here, it is a very powerful translation. Um, I'm just humbled to have you here, Henry. I'm glad that I reached out and made contact with you. And you know, we want to get a little bit about your background, but we also we want to try to understand the importance of the things that you're doing and why we have to make these connections. You know, can you can you tell us a little bit about your background growing up on the reservation? Sure, I could do that. Uh, my name is Henry Quickbear Sr. I'm from the um, Spring Creek community here on the Rosewood Reservation in South Dakota. Currently, um, I got I am a Lakota language teacher here in the state of South Dakota, certified. Um, I had to go through obstacles to obtain that. And also, I work for the Lakota Language Preservation Project here in Rosebud for the Rosebud Sioux Tribe. And I also sit on the Sichungu Lakota Treaty Council here for the Rosebud Sioux Tribe. And I am also a school board member at the St. Francis Indian School in St. Francis here on the, on, on the Rosebud Reservation. Um, I have five children, uh, three, three older daughters, two in their twenties, um, currently in college, uh, three younger ones. Uh, one of them, their, their names are Helena, Darian, and Haley. 
Haley is a senior this year. She'll be graduating 12th grade. And then I got two sons. One's a, a sophomore in high school and one's a fifth grader, um, Henry Jr. and Francis Quigbear. So um, I've been here, uh, working here for like two years now at the Lakota Language Preservation Project. Uh, we have currently got a lot of things in place to try to revitalize our language here. And I also do... Uh, believe in the religious and our spiritual ceremonial ways I practice in, and um, I, I like to help the people in any way I can. Well, gosh, you know, that's quite obvious, and, you know, congratulations on those kids. It's not easy to raise kids nowadays, and uh, I know you're a good father. Um, you know, we, we talked a little bit earlier. I know that you come from a, a line of medicine people shaman maybe and you told me a little bit about that can you tell me how they molded your personal outlook on life okay yeah um on my mother's side um my um grandfather was a a spiritual healer um by the name of earl swift talk and then on my father's side my my great grandfather's name was henry quickbear who i'm named after Okay, when I was a younger boy, around the six months to a year old, I was very sick, and uh, my grandpa, Earl Swift Talk, had uh, took it upon himself to give me a doctrine to heal me. From there on, you know, inside one of the, inside the ceremony, I was given the, 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 the key, basically, to uh, whenever my grandpa passed on, I was... I was chosen by his spirit helpers to um, take on what he has begun, so to finish what he has begun. So now I am currently going into my sixth year of doing what my grandfathers did, which is a spiritual healer to help the people with med- with native medicine and things like that. So I am currently in that. I'm currently doing that. I also run sweat and ceremonies, and I heal the people in any way that I can, that uh, with the help of the Kukashila and the spirit helpers. Henry, can you think of any single event in your life that you feel an ultimate connection with the planet Earth? Well, yeah, I could. Um, I know when I was um, about six or seven years ago, before I um, took this um, this uh, path, you know, I was at a Wiwangwachi, which we call the Sundance, here is one of our seven sacred rites. I was up there, and it was it was time for me to you know um, pierce. And when I got to the tree, you know something fell out of the clouds and it hit my back. And I remember very um, I really remember that day because it seemed like a really good strong connection there. And well, they hit my back, but they haven't fallen to the ground beside me. And I I remember. Uh, sometime during the sun nuts, I was asking one of my uncles if what happens if it hails. What, what do we do? And he advised me that you know we got to keep dancing because this is what we were set out to do. So with that thinking, you know that's what I thought it was. And then the third one hit me in the back, and then I, I looked up to the clouds, and it was this cloudy. It wasn't raining. There's nothing going on. So. From there on, you know, I felt a real strong connection, and then it was a year after that Sundance that I went on my humbletcha, my vision quest to uh, to 
see what what that was about and to see that that the spirit helpers would come and help me do what i was chosen to do when i was a baby so that's when i felt a strong connection that's awesome you know you know we've talked before and you know everybody knows that we live in this high-tech age and you know we have information at our fingertips and you know sometimes it seems like you know relationships don't even seem real at times because we can talk to the whole world tell tell us why you know you obviously understand education all your kids are in school and you got your education tell us why it's important to remember these traditional ways well, um, I know I heard an answer tell us before, you know, this day and age, you know, one of our main weapons as Lakota people is uh, is one of our children with uh, education. That is one of our key weapons in this day and age um, to learn, to go to school, you know, to get educated in all the laws and uh, whatever they, as far as they can go. And that's one of the main weapons we have. And as as a as a father, you know, I believe in education. Um, that's why I ran for our local school board to see if I could make a difference in our children's lives through through education. And one of the things that's really changed is that, and then what I'm pushing for right now is that our children get taught these ways so they can have a better understanding as they grow older so we don't lose our culture and our religion. So I I think it's really important that we start teaching our young children our Lakota culture so that way we don't lose it. And it's very important that we don't lose it because our people have been around for centuries and we're still here. So I think it's very important that we teach our young children our Lakota not only Lakota, any native culture, any native religion, so that way they can be strong as they grow older. They're the ones that will carry this on with them. It's definitely important work, you know. So, you know, what does labeling mean to you, and how does it affect the society when we label each other? I think labeling is wrong because that's that's another way of judging people. And... Um, I I go by a saying, and um, I read the saying before, and I kind of added on to it, but when we label, we just um, kind of uh, put people down, and they they judge, and we get judged. When, you know, each and every one of us have the same color blood running through our veins, uh, we shouldn't label, and I think it's wrong because, you know, I think it's like 50-50 chance, you know, it can be good and it can be bad. But as far as my thinking is, you know, we shouldn't judge anybody by by what they look like or what they do, you know, because everyone, I believe everyone has a heart and that, you know, they can um, use their hearts in good ways. But like I said, that's where the understanding and the um, that is missing in today's society. Yeah, definitely, definitely well put, Henry. You know, so what 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 can people do, and 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 how can we work together? Seriously, you know, we've been talking about it, but how can we really, really work together to diminish these social stigmas that they really keep all of us down? Well, I think that um, if we can all look into each other's lives, and if we look into each other's lives then and there, we can see the struggles that we all face. You know, we all face any struggle, whether we're rich or we're poor, we all have a struggle. And if we can look into each other's lives and see that, 
you know, we're struggling in one way or another, maybe then uh, we can learn to respect each other and understand each other in a better way. And then if we can all do that, then I think this world could be a better place to live in. But until then, you know, I don't think it, I don't see it happening anytime soon because it's a healing process, especially for our native people. So I think that, you know, we we need to look into each other's lives and see the struggles that we face on a daily, yearly basis. I, you know, I couldn't agree with you more what you said about the same color of blood. You know, it doesn't really even matter the outside, but it's what's on the inside. Can you, you know, describe, you know, the seven sacred rites of Lakota? Yeah, the seven sacred rites is uh, one of them is the, the Chinupa, the Humblecha. Um, and I'm not going to go in any special order here. I know that we, uh, the Humblecha is one of them where we go and do a, a vision quest. And the next one is the, the Sundance, which is one of the ones that we, we do every year, every summertime, you know, as the Sundance. And then another one would be the, the Inipi is a rite of purification where, you know, it's like if we're facing something really hard in our lives, you know, we go into the Inipi, it's like a reset button for our lives. So even for that moment, for that week, for that day, you feel good about yourself. And another one is the Ishna, Ishna, a Wichalawampi, a girl's coming of age ceremony for young girls. And the throwing of the ball ceremony is also for young girls. And another one is the keeping of the soul, keeping of the spirit ceremony, and the hunka, hunka ceremony. So those are all given to us by the white buffalo calf woman and to show us how to live our lives, to give us something strong to believe in. So those are some of the things that we here we on a reservation do here for our people. Really, very, very strong. What's What's interesting, you know, the little bit that I know about your tradition is that the ones that you just described have a serious connection with with Mother Earth, with the planet, and um, you know, so many times we think about domination, but the planet. You know, we also have to learn to live with the planet, not only with each other. Yeah, but with the globe. Yep, that's that's very important too. Um, I'm glad that you said that because um, we we believe in the circle of life that everything goes in a circle. So you know that's one of the things that we can do. You know, you you spoke about the healing process. You know that life yeah. is a healing process in these ceremonies, different times in our lives when we face many similar hardships. How can business? play a role and help people in the healing process is there a way we can use business to do that to a certain point i think uh, um, business can do that but you know it it, it all comes down to um, how a person feels you know if you feel one with the if you want to be one with planet or if you want to uh just help the people you know like the Lakota culture we believe uh, the circle of life everything goes around reincarnation and all of of this stuff so as far as business stuff you know the man-made things you know I think 
it doesn't play that much of a role in 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 this way. Right. Uh, that's just my beliefs, but you know, I, I can be wrong too. I can <laughs> be wrong. Well, you know, I know I've been wrong many times, but uh, but you can also be right. And you know, the whole thing is is to try to educate each other and and see the things we can do to work together. You know, do you yeah. do you have three things that you personally do? that you think help to make the world a better place? Yeah. Three things that I do. Okay, one of the things that I do to help make the world a better place is um, I, 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 I've I been given a great gift from uh, my great-grandfathers and their helpers, so that's one way that I can help make this world a better place is try to heal the sick, you know, help the weak, um, encourage people to live by the Lakota virtues that were given to us also. And another way we can do this is try to educate as much people as we can and try to learn learn our Lakota virtues in the strongest, best way possible so we can pass that on to our children. And the third way that I can really help is that um, we could, uh, if we can all get together like i said earlier if we can all see our struggles you know and then if we can all understand each other you know if i can give at least one two three people the understanding you know maybe they can go out and pass that on and in the way that they can the best way that they can so those are some of the three things that i can do you know is just to try to educate and bring things along with them so they can pass it on to the younger generations coming up well, there's definitely three good things that, that you do. Um, do you think, you know, Henry, do you think that it's possible to end human suffering? I think it's possible, but like I say, we all got to be in the same page. We all got to respect each other. And once we put the judging, uh, when, when when we stop judging each other, and, you know, um, I, I don't know how the world would be if we if we were all living in peace, you know. I don't know if if there would be a bad apple in a bunch or <laughs> so because it it always it's evolving every day and so yeah I think I don't think there is no way we can heal the heal Mother Earth right now with all the things going on I think we're too far gone right now to maybe we can try I mean if everybody's willing to work together we can heal this we can heal Mother Earth together. Well, definitely a couple of things that you said, you know, and I, and I, and I think it's key. That's why you're doing what you're doing is education. You know, anytime that we can educate, we can reduce, you know, our ignorance about each other, about ourselves. And, uh, that certainly can go a long ways, but it's like you say, people have to be on somewhat the same sheet of music. And sometimes that's just tough to do. Yeah. You know, where do you see yourself, the program in, in five years? Here, the program for Lakota language, um, I, I hope I can bring our numbers up for Lakota's language speakers. I hope that we can um, educate the people and bring enough awareness to the Lakota language, the Lakota speakers, and our children here on the Rosewood Reservation. And I know every other reservation is probably doing the same thing as far as the language goes to revitalize and um i think that here on the rosewood reservation we really need to push it and we really need to speak it and to teach our children now more than ever 
So I think in five years, um, I hope to gain at least 20, 20 speakers at the most. Cause, or if, if it's even more than that, that would be even great. That would be awesome. You know, let me ask you this. Uh, you know, what are the conditions like on the reservation? Well, the conditions here are poverty, a lot of poverty, um, a lot of crime. Um, there's not really that much things to do here for our children. You know, we got the schools, we got um, the boys and girls clubs, we got all that stuff here. But we need more parental involvement into our children around here is what I think. You know, I don't want to step on anybody's toes, but those are my beliefs and those those are what I think that we need to do with to try to get, a, get out of our situation here. I know I was talking to uh, a Navy veteran who's, you know, uh, Native American was telling me that on his reservation, it was nearly 80% poverty level. And, you know, those kinds of conditions, you know, it's bad enough, you know, dealing with the situation of living your life. But when you have that that to, to, to consider too you know it, it it does take you know and then it's not cliche you know it does take the whole community um and sometimes you know you hope and you pray that that it's not too far gone and you always try to have that guiding light in the hope you know yeah do you have like a personal quote that resonates with you maybe your own quote or a quote from somebody that's well known yeah, I, I, I think I read most of it earlier today, but I, I can read it again. If we can all look into each other's lives then and there, we can see the struggles we all face. Whether we're rich or poor, you know, we all face a struggle. Maybe then we can learn to respect each other and understand each other. Then this world would be a better place. I like to live by that, and I try to teach my children that, that motto. That's definitely... Definitely a good model to live your life by, you know. How would you, you know, you Henry, you talked about the circle of life. How do you want to be remembered? Well, I'd like to be remembered in a good way where, you know, that I, as a person that tried to make a difference to a lot of lives, whether it's through education, teaching our kids, or whether it's through our practice in our ceremonial ways, you know. I want to be remembered in a good way and um, be well-respected in a good way. So that's why I try to live my life and try to get it better every day. Definitely something to shoot for. You know, can you give us any final thoughts on on humanity and, and, and our role that we should take in it? In order for us to survive, we need to get along. We need to um, respect each other. We need to help each other. We need to communicate with each other. You know, not one person is better than the other just because there's a lot of money involved, you know, because, you know, at the bottom, you know, we all need to remember where we came from. We all need to remember how we came came about. Um, if, if we were poor at... Um, when we were growing up, you know, and you come into a lot of money, you got to remember where you were at before you came into all this, you know, like you put yourself on a pedestal real high. You got to remember and look around at the bottom and try to come back down. That way you can be a better person and we can all be better people that way. If I was going to come to South South Dakota, tell me some places I would want to go to see the traditional lands. Where would I want to go? 
I think you would have to come to the um, reservations. That's where you start. Come to the reservations where you can um, see what reservation life is about. You can see our poverty, our struggles. And it's not always bad around here. You know, we got to make do with what we got, which is what we do every day here on the reservation. You know, we try to make make things better. So it's not as bad as it's cut out to be and as people perceive the reservation life. But, you know, I think it's got to take a person to come and see for themselves, you know, rather than to judge what a reservation life is like to better get an idea. How can people make contact with you to find out more information about the preservation project? Um, you can call me here at work at 605-747-5264, or you can email me at matokunkel1 at hotmail.com, which is, um, I can spell it out because it's it's Lakota. It's my last name, Quick Bear, in Lakota. So it's matokunkel1 is starts off with, no, these are all lowercase. M A T O O H A N K O one at hotmail dot com. Well, for more information, you know, anybody listening uh, that's been waiting for the translation, you know, can contact Henry Quickbear Senior at that email address. Uh, my my uh, pronunciation is not perfect, so I'm not going to mess it up. But you know, let's go back to the. Um, I think we should. It's worth repeating again. I think Henry, the lang- okay. the language part that attracted me, and then the translation. Okay, yeah, I can do that again. Okay, how me talkie pi? Okay, I'm betting on my stay on cupelo. We choni wajila onha pelo. Tanya yo ha money po. Watonha shno otehi kesleja ash. Onkie chataku yo ha washte on kaga ho koki pelo. Mitakia, Lakotia Manta Hompo, Lakotia Piki and Petty Majita Agnik Disney. Now Lako, we choke her way chunky, Naku Yahans Konki, Naku was decked the hoop. Wakanjaki Echalana Uspeki, Washagi Hakatakia, Yahamanik the law. Mitakia and Lakota the law, Leia Wabki, Nainsh Nakunki, Wopla Hankai Chichapelo. Aho. What I basically said was, hi, relatives. Um, this is another good day that we were given. Um, we only have one life, so let's walk with it in a good way. Um, I know there are times where it gets hard, but it's up to us to make it better. My relatives, if you speak Lakota, use it. One day our Lakota language will be gone, will be lost. And we also need to teach our children we need to practice our Lakota culture and our Lakota ways that way our children can carry these in a strong way from tomorrow till they grow up to the ending there is you know relatives we are Lakota um, then I I want to thank you for reading this and and that's the end but I always believe in that, you know, we're given this, we're given a day, every day we wake up, every day the sun rises, you know, we're thankful that we are given another day to walk this earth to with our life. So, you know, if your day goes bad, you know, it's up to us to make it better. We can do it. Uh, we control our own destiny, our day. So if you're having a bad day, you know, just close your eyes or say a simple prayer, you know, and then things will turn for the better but 
it's up to you to make it better. Well, thank you for reading that. Definitely some wise, wise words. I mean, very powerful. And all I can say is I'm humbled to have you here, Henry, on the Task Force End radio podcast, the first one. And uh, I appreciate you and I appreciate your people and anything we can do to help on this end we're here for you and uh, we wish you great success and I'm looking forward to when I can actually uh, meet you in person. Um, I'd like to say thank you to to you, John, for reaching out through this LinkedIn post. And, um, you know, it's really good that somebody was out there actually reading this stuff. So I want to thank you and thank you for having me on here. Well, you're very welcome. Thank you, Henry. Thank you for listening to this episode of Task Force Zen Radio. Through education, we will raise global awareness, create more balance, perpetuate human healing, and diminish suffering in our world. Because humankind matters. Humankind matters.